So uh, she thinks he's an absolute idiot at first. She says, if you're so smart and have three degrees, why aren't you out there making the world a better place? And Keith says, with CBI, I am making the world a better place. And she buys it line, hook, line, and sinker. And then he, and then he put on Jeez. the Infinity Gauntlet and snapped. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Blood on the Sand. Blood on the Sand. Blood on the Sand. I'm Michael Johnson, and with me as always is the cool cat himself, Bob Keen. Bob Keen, your mama's favorite coxman. <laughs> yeah, and driving this Cadillac into the hood himself. Andre Hashem, El Capitan. They call him Blue Magic, baby. Ooh, he's on the steer wheel, and he's at six and two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I only use one hand. You drive like I drive this, my dude. Knee, baby. <laughs> he drive real fucked up, but that's how pimps One foot do. up, my knee on the on the driving wheel, <laughs> steering wheel. Dig, oh, yeah, that's right. You, dig those platform boots, baby boy. You dig it? You dig, Bobby boy. <laughs> you know I dig, turkey. And this is the exciting second episode to Nixium. <laughs> We gonna learn more about Keith in this one, baby? Oh yeah, we got a bunch of dirty stuff about Keith in this one. Ooh, <laughs> but uh, it's not so sexy stuff, but some sex stuff Ooh. in this one. Hey guys, sexy. can we kill this weird porno music? As Andre's mustache is starting to move. <laughs> <laughs> starting to twitch a little. Starting to twitch is like I know the old ways. <laughs> is this what they taught me in Arab school? <laughs> So yeah, we are back, Blood on the Sand, episode two. Numero duo. Yeah. <laughs> Numero, there's a language in there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, Do you want to do a quick summary? You want me to do a, just a little- Well, yeah. summary of the podcast, we just, uh, we, no, we love murder last... and mayhem and trouble in tropical places, but this one in particular. Give us the rundown. Andre, we need that every episode. Bob, oh, yeah. you did the right thing. I'm you branding. Never know, I'm branding. You never know when it's someone's first episode. That's I'm just true. out here branding. Why you'd pick the second episode to get into this is be, it, that, hey, that's your There's fucking business. There's going to be such a huge groundswell after the first one, you know? So, yeah, that's a quick uh, rundown of the podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, Andre, give it, give everybody a quick rundown on what just ha- what just happened. So dude. what just happened? First uh, eighteen years, right? First eighteen years of Keith Ranieri's lying bullshit life that <laughs> took me forever to parse through some actual facts and reality. <laughs> um, he he did get an intelligence test when he was eight that told him he was pretty smart and that turned him to an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said they said that they were he was relatively above average. This, just, that's what they, this just sounds I mean, like the Ben Shapiro story. <laughs> yeah. They told him he was highly intelligent. We don't oh. but it was that's the way the dad said it was was sort of like we told him he was highly intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> really he was far below. We, we just thought he could use a win and boy were we wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Historically wrong. <laughs> that yeah. private school was actually a remedial class. <laughs> we paid fifteen grand a year for him to be for him to become a low level dictator. Yeah, <laughs> low yeah. level manager. It's um and yeah, so he just he spends his whole life lying. So we covered a bunch of his lies. He lied about being a track athlete and learning geometry and physics and stuff like that. And it was totally crazy. Go back and listen to episode one. His mom dies. Uh, uh, that's sad. <laughs> 
it is sad, but like I don't. I feel like Keith feel thought that the the IQ him. test was more important than his mother dying. Mm, so right. I think I don't think we buried the lead at all if we're taking the 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 uh, perspective of the subject. I bet he's just more bummed that he lost a, a dance partner. <laughs> what a fuck, buddy! Oh man, who am I? <laughs> now who am I gonna finger bang? <laughs> Oh man, man, she was my number one hoe. That was my bottom his bitch. Mom was his bottom bitch. <laughs> yeah, he just he, he constructed a harem later in life because none of them could. Oh my <laughs> could god, compared to his mother. Jesus oh. Christ, philosopher Bob over here. You I mean, might, I, to, be, to be honest with you, I think you might be right. Yeah, he's like if Ed Gein didn't own a shovel. <laughs> Well, like a, if Ed Gein just was a little bit, a little bit more manipulative and not industrious. Also, Ed Gein was actually a genius. So, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you try to make <laughs> if you can make a belt out of nipples. <laughs> if, you can, if you can make a couch out of women's skin. If you can make a lampshade out of a woman's face. That fucking lampshade. And the lamp with the skull and the and I the, was so, like the, I was kind of mad that I when I read about it is like they were photographed and then destroyed. I'm like destroyed. It's like, I want that in my corner. <laughs> that's a man. Ca- that that's a man cave flex right that's there. That's where all of Bob's uh, fucking unemployment money goes to. This is why I don't have. This is why I don't own any furniture because the only furniture I would own. Is Ikea by Ed Gein. <laughs> I killed you. <laughs> Ikea. I killed her. Um, but yeah, let's get into fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah let's right, talk man. to so, Renary. So where we, where we left off is that he was lying to everybody about going to the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute uh, while he was in high school. So he actually does enroll in classes there and attends there for four... When he's 18 after high school and attends it for four years, but doesn't... At, there's no record of him graduating that anywhere. Wow! I, so he pulled the Bob Lazar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I got. I did the same thing, but after one semester, <laughs> it was community college. But I feel like I saved my parents' money. This guy's a dick. I I kind of I kind of did that with um uh when I was like a young, like eight years old and I was like swimming in like the the deep end mm. and then the lifeguard was like, Hey, did you take the deep? Did you take the deep end test? As I was like talking to these two girls I was, like, I was like yeah dude i swim in the deep end all the time he's like no you don't go back on the shallow end and i'm like how are you gonna be a lifeguard but a cock block that's fucking yeah. bogus man well like, the lifeguard was trying to hit on those chicks probably yeah they were nine <laughs> i'm 16 they think i'm pretty cool <laughs> I Let's, almost got to save a kid once, but I didn't get there in time because my acne created too much drag. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was dead, but the chlorine really fixed my complexion. Oh, <laughs> well, at least there's sh- silver linings and everything. <laughs> so he's actually so, going to polytechnical. So he well, because you can just like it's sort of like how I took a couple classes at Northwestern. Like ah. I, oh. I took a couple classes at Northwestern because you could just pay to go there to, to their night school and yeah. like, like, like now it's on your resume the, forever. The, well, the I put way, School of Continuing Studies yeah. on there. The but. same, <laughs> the same way Judd Bushler has three NBA title rings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you were there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, so there's no record of him graduating whatsoever. But he does take classes, and but he does brag that he got three majors. Uh, while he was there, and he says that he was there for six years because, of course, he d- he, according to him, left high school to attend it and while he was sixteen. Well, yeah, gotta keep up with your bullshit. Yeah. So while he's fact, uh, while he is at uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic, he meets 
Karen Unterreiner and Pam Kafritz. You're going to hear their names a lot in Good, later episodes. Good, because Unterreiner and Kafritz are just fun words for your mouth. Yeah, can you say them three times fast, Bob? Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz. I can't I stop can, saying I can get this. Get into this. Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz, Unterreiner Kafritz. We'll mix that into something. That was fun. Terrible. So check out our Instagram. I'm six beers in, and I can enunciate. <laughs> Blood on the sand official. We'll it'll be up there later. <laughs> in case people are keeping score at home, which you should be. Yeah. Oh, and we're yeah we're gonna get some dates here soon. So. Awesome. Um, Ooh. Uh, so you're gonna hear uh, Karen Unterreiner and Pam Fritz's names a lot in later episodes. So just mark that. Uh, they, Write it down. They, Write it down in your <laughs> listening journal. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't have the listening journal out. Uh, you don't get to listen anymore. <laughs> Sorry, you already lost. You take notes in this class. Yeah, I didn't do all this research for nothing. Just, <laughs> just for you blackout, listen to it drunk and forget everything. We that should <laughs> we, we should take the text of this and release it like like as an as an adjunct. <laughs> Andre's working on a book right now, <laughs> and are. you are too. Yeah. Uh uh, so they, the three of them start, they, they're hanging out a lot in the, the dorms and they start having these like hippie s gatherings where they do yoga and talk about Eastern philosophy and how they can make their purpose in life to help the world. It's called the human potential movement that's going on in the, the late eighties. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was the worst time to think about human potential. <laughs> so it's like, end yeah, end times Reaganomics and, uh, <laughs> And uh, I don't know, we have started hating brown people, but not nearly as much as we're gonna. How can I get the most out of it? That's the problem. You applied human potential movement to, well, that, to bad shit, too. Well, and and uh, uh, what was I read in um, uh, the singer for my favorite band, Tool. Uh, oh, is Maynard it your James Keenan. Maynard James Keenan went to uh, went, went into the army in the late 80s and did mention that they were already training in desert warfare. Long before anybody thought we were going to get into it with Iraq and all the rest of the shit. So, oh, yeah. Put on, yeah, the, 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 look through your third eye, bro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, so, so it was they, early 80s? Yeah. This? So, this yes, is the early this 80s. Is, oh, yeah. So, let me give you, give you a couple t uh, dates, uh, times for this. So, it would uh, be, so about 1980 is one we're talking about. So, around their sophomore year of college and mm -hmm. their, um, that's when they kind of start hanging out and doing these like kind of just like group gatherings and stuff like that. And remember those? discussing the human potential movement and really what they're just sex parties that don't want people don't want to admit that they're sex parties. Yeah. No, that's most college. <laughs> well, uh, that's most sex parties. <laughs> you see the people like, that go to sex parties. That yeah. We're the hottest it's, ones there. No, they, these are young kids. Yeah. 18. They're, so yeah. They're, so they're like those are the they're, cool. They're 20s. Oh, wait, that's right. right. It was 1980. Hot people yeah. were still going. To yeah. Those. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't until like 2003 until like everyone. No, it wasn't guy. until 1982. Well, but <laughs> yeah. So in and in 1982, uh, after Keith, quote unquote, graduates, uh, what does any child prodigy do? Uh, just guess. What, what do you think a child prodigy, brilliant, three majors in science, math and biology and he, all this shit, classical pianist. What is his first job out of college? Competitive Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> is Bob right? No, he goes to work for Amway. That was oh. my second. <laughs> Oh, wait, I forgot. Sociopaths go into marketing. Right. 
pyramid yeah. scheme. That's what every genius child, Doogie Howser, that's what he did, right? Actually, as his <laughs> gap year was as, as he went Before to work for Amway. Jesus Christ. Amway and then Surgeon. Mm hmm. Jeez, early 80s. No wonder he wound up gay. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic hate speech. It's what we do here. He'd <laughs> be all right with it. Um, it's a pyramid. So uh, do you know what Amway is, by the way? It's a pyramid scheme, right? Yeah. It's a, They call it multi-level marketing. Right, that's the fun way of saying yes. scam everybody. It's like everything else. You just yeah. add a bunch of words to something that's bad, and it sounds all of a sudden kind of cool. <laughs> we'll have clips about him adding <laughs> words later. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, it's illegal in most countries, <laughs> including the United States, but not also at all here mm. because it exists rampantly. Really, just like I used here to sell in knives. The, yeah, <laughs> I know the deal. I almost got into that when I first moved here. I oh, almost I went out to the burbs for the training. One of the last <laughs> things I ever did with my grandfather <laughs> was sell him an eight hundred dollar set of knives, and. Uh, I'm not sure he ever loved me again. <laughs> he wrote me out of the will later that day. Could you imagine the pad you'd have as a comic right now if you'd just... <laughs> if I just hadn't gone into the knife biz. You'd playing uh, the short game, Bob. <laughs> you know, they, it all sounded so promising. You had that dairy farm money, you fool. All right, so I'm going to... Do you know what a pyramid scheme is? Uh, uh, what is a give pyramid us, scheme? Give us the rundown so, specifically. So it's a form of investment in which each paying participant recruits two or more other participants and then returns being given to early participants contributed by the later ones. So it's mm. essentially you get in and you sign up more people and you like the, you only get paid by signing up more people. There's no real thing. Oh, so that's like being a producer on a bringer show. <laughs> <laughs> But you're at the top of it. Yeah. We probably have to, for some people now, do a definition of producer on a bringer show. What is show. a producer of a bringer show, Bob? <laughs> oh, that's a guy who wants uh, to get the credit for a, a, a room full of people laughing, but he just doesn't feel like putting up posters. So instead, he gets a bunch of unfunny people who've just told a joke for the first time two weeks ago to pay him 70 bucks to sell tickets. You can check that out every every Monday night. <laughs> Somewhere, right. everywhere, up north Chicago. So the first, the first pyramid scheme is credited to uh, Charles Ponzi. Uh, you might recognize that. Name, <laughs> might had, recognize the name. And who in 1919 engineered this, a top-down scam. This is the Charles scam, right? The, yes, this is the Charles scheme. Oh, yes, Charlie scheme. Oh, okay. uh, the, yes. Uh, who in 1919 engineered a top-down scam involving promissory notes payable in 90 days as a promise to investors with 50% interest wow uh, to anyone who invested in it so you just you invest in it and then you just you just get money back you just How the you put hell your money you... in and you just get it back some yeah. it's a no brainer dude you just give a... me money and then you get like way more it's <laughs> the it's the financial version of a locust swarm <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very apt. That's very apt, especially <laughs> yeah. once we get into the testimonials. <laughs> those are those are human locusts. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds biblical. Um, so studies of uh, independent consumer watchdog agencies have shown that between 990 to 999 of every 1,000 participants in in uh, multi-level marketing Amway type pay plans, so 990 to 999 <laughs> yes. of 1,000 people lose money 
So one to ten. Somebody's going a lotto. Might as well be you. One to ten people out of a thousand actually make money Jeez. in in these schemes by by and like this is several studies that so have shown. if you're gonna die from covid <laughs> you also got money out of a ponzi scheme <laughs> to cite very very scurrilous sources <laughs> bob how much did you make with the knives <laughs> <laughs> 800 bucks and a bunch of vitamin D. <laughs> Joe Rogan told me. <laughs> so literally Amway's whole history is defrauding people of money. When I looked it up, they have every single decade there's a giant lawsuit where they have to spend, they spend the whole decade in litigation uh, against the government the, and uh, then they slightly change the language of their marketing to like from, it's like a member to affiliate thing. I can't get into the member to the affiliate thing because I tried Look, to figure out a way to deliver it, and it's it's literal horseshit. Because wait, hang on, hang on. I feel like your anger is getting too high at Amway <laughs> because I grew up in the suburbs in the Midwest. If an Amway, home. if you, do you know the kind of people that are Amway reps? I'm I, glad I, they ran out of money. I hope they went oh, fucking complete. No. I, I hope they had to sell their body on the street. Yeah, no, I met. I knew not Amway, but like she was. A, I knew a Mary Kay rep. Uh, yeah, same deal. Same. Those are always fun. For our for our younger listeners, it's for it's like if your mom sells essential oils, mm-hmm. same deal. Uh, so hate your parents. Yeah, and for like a layman's definition of all this, just to like break it down, it's what Amway does is they say, like, just be a like pay us, pay us this membership fee every year and you'll get cheaper products like on household products and stuff like that. And then you go door but, to door and, and sell them. And, but then, yeah, really what there's, there's they're, they're just you have to wait for the deals to come up when they never come up. But then really yeah. the only way to make money off of it or to s- save money, but now you have to make money is just by selling more memberships now to your friends. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, like artificial wholesale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which it's is like going exactly to Costco, which all, no. uh, which any of our heroin and fentanyl dealers in the listening <laughs> audience might recognize as the game. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's that's very true. Drug dealing is also a Ponzi that's scheme. That's exactly a Ponzi scheme, and in fact, the only effective one mm. because capitalism in general. It's is the only one. O- it's the only one offering a product of value. See. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're getting heroin, you're getting exactly what you want from that heroin. It's not a that's to- true. It's not a toaster that's gonna break in three weeks. Yeah. Okay. This thing is meant to make you happy for about you seven don't get and a half minutes. And keep it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great for expendable things. But if you do heroin long enough, you're gonna start selling. Yeah, you will you sell your microwave. <laughs> well then. Well, listen, that's guys. How they get all these discount how, prices. How They're would just- you like? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. The the pitch is: How would you like heroin to pay you to shoot it? What? I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, that's just doing a medical study, dude. That's fucking. Yeah, that's come the, on. the most pure <laughs> capitalism you're, you'll ever have is in the illegal drug trade. So Amway is like a billion dollar company, and like when they get fined, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh no! So, um, is that a slap on the wrist? Oh, geez, we better avoid doing that again. It's, it's um, like they found a way to make gasoline out of mass graves. Right. <laughs> so pyramid schemes are legal. In I'm just gonna. 
I, it's such a long list. There's 54 major countries where they're illegal. Name them. <laughs> Name the names, dude. Okay, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Brazil, Canada, China, Colombia, Denmark, Dominican Republic, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Hungary, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Iran, Republic of Ireland, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, Maldives, Mexico, Nepal, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Peru, Philippines, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Russian Federation, Serbia, South Africa, Singapore, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Switzerland, Thailand, Taiwan, Ta- Taiwan, Thailand, Turkey, Ukraine, the United Kingdom, and the United States, question mark, because it's totally legal here. We oh. didn't start the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world was turning. So, yes, that's the multi-level marketing is just a director of janitorial services for Pyramid Scheme. It's awesome. Fucking, all right. So, fact. Oh. 1984. <laughs> Keith Raniere. Great, great book. Keith. <laughs> all right. it, 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 and oddly relevant. Pretty, he's kind of heavy-handed. I bet fucking Keith, <laughs> Keith loved that book, probably. Uh, Rhaenyra meets Gina Hutchinson. Oh. A 15-year-old girl. Keith is 24. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like his type. Rhaenyra, Sounds like 1980. Yeah. <laughs> Rhaenyra took Gina to play Pac-Man <laughs> and a game yeah. called Vanguard. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? In which destroying enemies increases the fuel in the player's tank. That's oh, funny message. Yeah, because <laughs> Vanguard would later be this idiot cult leader's name. He made his cult leaders follow him. What a fucking <laughs> nerd. Oh, my God. What a bitch. Is he and, still uh, your hero, Bob? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd bully him. It's after a Pac-Man game. I mean, <laughs> I'm Vanguard. What do you what do you want to bet? What I'm, do you want to <laughs> <laughs> um, we're let's play D and D. I'm Vanguard. No, no, no. I guarantee he took a 15 year old girlfriend to play Pac Man just to be like, see how he doesn't use teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be better at it than Pac Man, right? <laughs> penis is just like a ghost. Myth, pic- myth, Pac Man. I bet too his easy. is. <laughs> his penis is for sure like a ghost. <laughs> It's white and dead and doesn't react to you. Yeah, frumpy. Yeah. <laughs> is from the 1800s somehow. Wait, is he? Is this penis inky, dinky, pinky, or Fred? What's, what's it's, the fourth it's one? It's dinky pinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dinky pinky till he shoots his inky. Ooh. So they begin a romantic relationship. Gross. Disgusting. I can't imagine Criminal. it was that romantic with him. And Gina... <laughs> Uh, according to her sister, Heidi idolizes Keith, thinks he's the most brilliant guy in the world. To Gina, privately, Keith says that her soul is older than her biological age and that she is a Buddhist <laughs> goddess destined to be with him and their offspring will save the world. Okay, R. Kelly. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Man. Ah, fucking Gary Glitter up in this bitch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had those kind of lines when I was 16. I think Jimmy Savile said that on some show. <laughs> uh, to be ashamed of using procreation as your end. Come on. <laughs> you're you're an old soul. You're an old soul. So that I bet one your pussy's yes. beat up. <laughs> like he negs her at the same time. I bet in another life we were together. <laughs> Absolutely. I could see that. Of course I love you. I see that pain in your eyes. I can tell because you used to be a pioneer woman that lost three children in childbirth. Oh, <laughs> we should go on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pioneer woman that lost child. <laughs> child. <laughs> the next fucking TikTok, dude. Oh, man. It, that's the only new thing you can get Midwestern women to get mad at. Uh. <laughs> 
I feel bad I did cut you off. This is like the most 80s date. <laughs> at, like taking out the fact that there's a 10-year age gap and she's underage. Like this <laughs> is the most to... 80s. They went to pa play Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we went to play Pac-Man at golf and stuff. <laughs> 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 then we went over to Funko Land. <laughs> then I bought the game for Atari 2600. We, we went played, back to my place. We played Pong and felched. <laughs> <laughs> she's 15, Bob. All right. December 24th, 1984, Gina's sister Heidi passes by Gina's room and sees Keith stuck halfway between the window and the windowsill. And this is when their relationship becomes known to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? This is like, when it gets spicy. Like you're walking down the uh, the hallway, probably just got like a w cup of water or whatever in the middle of the night. You look over to your 15-year-old uh, sister's fucking bedroom and you see a 24-year-old man. Halfway in, halfway out. I, I feel her like vagina. I feel like this is going to be the QAnon version of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more incel. <laughs> Not for so, long. <laughs> this is when it becomes known to the family, and they have a family discussion. Ah. A discussion. A That's family, what you did back a, in the day. A little sit down, and Keith says, "Look, Gina is far past her age and maturity, intellect." even more mature than me in many ways. No kidding. <laughs> he used that exact line I at the beginning you, of his fucking If ever there's a 24-year-old fucking a 15-year-old, the 15-year-old's more mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah First probably. and foremost, lest I virtue signal. Yeah, and he all... <laughs> <You> white knight. <laughs> he also argues that uh, the age of consent uh, varies uh, in different countries around right. the world, so it's really just like yeah, a but cultural when, thing. But when Bulgaria is your fucking standard... <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's yeah. <laughs> in certain former Soviet republics. You could just they, they, they just need a kid. <laughs> you know it's twelve in Japan. <laughs> that explains a lot of the cartoons. That's good that you know that. <laughs> I I have it all posted on my wall at home just it, in case. You so. know it's it's more uncomfortable seeing a man in a Hawaiian shirt say that. <laughs> You know, uh, age of consent is 12 in Japan. I'm just saying, man, this scotch that's been on the in the bottle for 20 years is a little old for me. <laughs> You're if right. If only I could have something 11 years old in my mouth. You're right. It's 30 years old. <laughs> well, now it's ruined. Oh, my. I'm picking hairs out of my teeth. All right. So he also, yeah, part of the argument is in, in other cultures, they would even consider Gina... Uh, ready to have a family at some point. <laughs> and she'll be an old hag in some. <laughs> Elizabethan England, she's a spinster. Yeah. And the family buys it. Of the course they do. The whole fucking thing. Oh, she's the first Courtney Stodden. What's that one fucking documentary where the guy, like, it was like. I uh, think it was Courtney Stodden. Was that the one? She was like the really porny 17 year old. No, no, no. Like, he was. It was like on Netflix. I, this is really, I might even edit this out because it's so stupid. It was on like Netflix. He was like fucking like a, the daughter. And then like they, he told the father and he gave like father a hand job. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The guy that fucked the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Wait and, a minute. This is on Netflix? Yeah. This is on Netflix. <laughs> this is like real Tiger story. King it's real. The Stranger Next Door, I think. Stranger Next Door, Who right. Who gives a fuck about Tiger King? What the fuck? Yeah. How have I not heard about this? this? Well, because it came out the same time Firefest did, and everyone was talking about that. Okay, Firefest is pretty great. The guy was fucking the daughter, <laughs> got fuck. caught, then gave the... The no, the dad Dude, then ended up tonight. sucking his dick. <laughs> yeah. And then he also fucked the wife 
the mom yeah. and the wife. She's the same person. Yeah. And he fucked the whole family. Do, yeah. do you think Jerry Falwell Jr. was taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> or was no, he just watching like in the corner beating off? It sounds a lot like Keith's story where they're just like, ah, you seem... He seems like a reliable guy. You mind well, if I suck your dick, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike. If you get, look, if you ask for your girl's hand from her dad and he says yes, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but if he can't say yes because his mouth is full of your dick, I'm pretty sure you can go ring shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I heard yes. Was that no. a yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, they buy the whole thing uh, probably because it is a Mormon family. Uh, oh, that explains oh, so you, much. You, you asshole, you motherfucker! You kept that from us. I did. Now we're now we're just spouting religious hate uh, backwards. But it does. I when I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, okay, it kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it, oh, it makes sense all, that, all too much. Yeah. Right, oh well, she's quite the catch. She's, I, we've been putting her through her kegels since it's third not grade. Me yet. <laughs> Oh, we're Mormon. You want her and her sister? <laughs> We've got volume discounts. <laughs> it's almost like a scheme. Have you ever watched Mormon porn? <laughs> uh, I don't think you're allowed to. Uh, it's on Pornhub for free, and uh, it's oddly the, hot. The, the gowns? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's very stoic porn. They hmm. they wear gowns? Well, or the the weird underwear, like, and it's all very like, it's it's quite artistic frankly Do you salute when you're masturbating <clears throat> like i think david lynch learned how to make movies from <laughs> from learning how mormons fuck <laughs> that it was basically eraser head but with actual head <laughs> <laughs> all right fact uh in august that can't be good <laughs> uh august 1987 Keith buys a house with Ooh. Karen Unterreiner and Pam Kafritz for $90,355. Different times. The house is in Clifton Park, a wealthy neighborhood in Albany, two hours from New York City. The address we know very, very well now because uh, this is the house he stays in for the rest of this fucking story. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, wow. Uh, well, except for the, the, the Mexico and stuff. Um, <laughs> but... We'll get to that. Uh, so the address, 3 Flintlock Lane. It's a, it's a neighborhood where all like the, the street names are revolutionary era like references and wow. stuff. It's, what, it's rich neighborhood shit. And this is where? Mm -hmm. uh, this Albany. is in Albany. It's like a- Albany, New York? Yes. Okay. Um, so by the way, Gina it stays with him like way for like way into the late 90s. Oh. Um, uh, well, so, obviously, I've seen a picture of the guy. She's obviously getting that good, good. Yes, he's he's rooting her out. By the way, uh, Gina, the underage girl, probably about seventeen now, uh, still thinks that Keith is in a monogamous relationship with her. Well, Ooh. high school girls are really easy to fool. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, they're homeowners. Though. He is uh, banging the shit out of Karen and Pam. They're also bringing uh, new members. Uh, at this time, we meet Barbara Bouch Boucher. Uh, I don't Barbara know if she's Boucher. Bobby's Barbara sister. Barbara Boucher. <laughs> well, of course she could be fooled. They don't have a lot, a big high IQ in the family. Yeah, they they think that um, teeth are, uh, alligators are so angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> and these people do not have teeth or toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> not in Albany. That's, that's why he's that's why he's cheating on his wife with her. 
dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I say. So, and they, they bring, they sort of like lure her in a little bit, but like Keith, she also kind of like thinks that they're just all friends, ends up dating Keith on like a one-to-one basis. Oh and no. So she, and she later <laughs> says like at this time, like around 87, 88, they're like, she sees Pam and Karen and Keith having meetings of like how they're going to frame him as a genius to like, cause they're going to like start some sort of like company or something like that. So Geniuses like, make plans. They're coming up with like a lot of that bullshit from episode one, go back and listen to episode one for the, some of the bullshit, but they were coming up with that, like learn to like, or he was like crystallizing, you know, he knows like learn to read at yeah. one and all that stuff. Like they were kind of putting it together in this package to make him be a genius. I'm pretty sure after Jesus died, the disciples did exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to jump. It's like, yeah, hey, the guy walked on water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just a failed yeah. Jesus. It's that's actually, yeah, who knows what what books survive, what they'll think. Yeah, in like 300 years, years <laughs> like this guy hit home runs in a World Series that they have the, the, the aliens have to learn about. Yeah. And and the great Keith came down from the heavens <laughs> and slept with the 15-year-old and <laughs> and got six other women to make an LLC with him. <laughs> According to the ancient text, he totally had a supermodel girlfriend. She lives in Canada. But <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking but her on the know, reg. Here, here's a picture of her that's obviously cut out from a magazine. <laughs> so, fact slash claim. Uh -oh. oh. <laughs> Confusing. This is, yeah, it's, we're going to work it out. <laughs> Snopes is going to have a field day with this. <laughs> so, so, no, no, no. This is, I parsed out the truth and I think <laughs> 1988 uh keith needs to keep proving that he's smart because right now he's maybe a college graduate working for amway pyramid scheme but he's got big plans to help save the world okay so from what <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> yes. it's i think it's i think the whole thing is he just trying to figure out how do i figure out to make my harem bigger um mm. so from what i could piece together there's a thing called the mega test it's a the mega test. The mega test. It's established in 1982. It's supposed to be a club for people of higher intelligence than even Mensa. Oh, oh. you mean Rick and Morty fans? <laughs> <laughs> the well, not anymore. Now it's too popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, too many stupid people. Dan Harmon's the cuck. <laughs> um, so Mensa is top two percent. So it's supposed to be for people that's smarter than that. Too dope for Mensa. What's up? At, but it's weird because it's also open book and there's no time limit whatsoever. Oh, so you could just go home. Yeah, people take years on it. Oh. Like, <laughs> Keith, Keith has a quote. He's like, That's most just, people like spend like a month or something like that on a question. I try to give myself two weeks. This is the <laughs> That's the most Trump answer I think I've ever heard yeah, in my that's, life. Uh, yeah, like, like, how slow does your internet have to be to not be able to Google that? 1982, pretty pretty slow internet. <laughs> wait, I still feel. Wait, wait. This is what year? 82. This is 1988. 88. Eh, the question's probably worth that hard. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you go to your local blacksmith. They're probably just like confusing. There's probably nothing hard about it. Uh, it's like 
It's well, just a competition to see who's on more coke. Well, because if you can still... <laughs> <laughs> all the math, in the math, the, all the word problems are run on sentences, and but you and you can't even make... If you can make an answer, that means you're on enough coke to be a success in Reagan's America. <laughs> James wanted to start a business with Frank. Frank has 85,000 kilos of cocaine, and he, and he needs a distributor in, the, in New York. And one time of the day on Thursday is the best time to start... <laughs> 12! <laughs> 6 a.m. Congratulations. <laughs> March 6th. Yeah. 6 a.m. On the- but it's still, it's still the night from the day before. 6 a.m. on the southwest corner of <laughs> Times Square yeah. in 1982. This man's a genius. <laughs> Call him back right away. $38, $38 a gram in front of the porn theater. <laughs> oh, man. So Keith takes the test, and wouldn't you know it, Uh-oh. he's a fucking genius. He gets 46 of the 48. Whoa. Correct. Because, uh, you know, it's like if you get D's and you cheat on a test, you can't go for a perfect score. So, like, you know, it's like you got to miss a couple just to make it believable. Um, and then from later, from, from like Barbara and stuff like that, it looks like Karen. Like he did it like as like they just did it as like a team effort and put his name on it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Survey said. And uh, so, yeah, this kind of helps add to like the forming of Keith's like genius backstory for his and, you know, his future takeover of the world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I could have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for your pesky kids (laughs) and that dog. (laughs) So it gets it gets him a little bit of local attention. Um, oh, 46 out of 40, oh, 44 out of 46? 46 out of 48. Wow. Um, the Albany Times Picayune does a story on him. Um, it's Actually, it's really funny because they do this story on him kind of kissing his ass, and then later they're the the first newspaper to break yeah. all the stories it, busting it's him. The, uh, <laughs> so, it, it's the it's the majority of the things I was reading at the, at the, in yeah. the 90s. Um, so they do a story on where they say the test actually gives him an IQ of 178, because which is really interesting because Keith later says the score means he has an IQ of 240. Interesting. <laughs> it's almost well, like know. he's lying. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> he starts drawing veins on his forehead and shit. Just trying to be... <laughs> Just like, no, no, I don't actually have a skull. I just have a hardened brain. I am. Have you ever read the comic book Superman? I am Brainiac. Charles <laughs> Xavier's a retard. <laughs> I have an IQ of a million. <laughs> and this, the problem is this specific story, it's the first, like, kind of any documentation of Keith being this genius this mythical and this literal fucking thing lays the groundwork of all the horse shit of like age one like the only needing two hours of sleep a day and how much time it saves them and shit like that trying to it's a piece of journalistic shit and but it's a linchpin for all of his lies down the road um that first end. off if you have a an IQ, you can't have an IQ of 174 without telling people it's 240. Mm-hmm. That's the smartest thing to do with that. Right. So it's like, I'm 174, so I'm already beyond these two legged livestock. Yeah. What I'm going to do <clears throat> is tell them it's 240. Because yeah. why not? Well, it's not even him. It's like, it was like three people that took the thing together. It's just like, it's the, even the 178 isn't him. It's the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like I don't I don't know how IQ works when three people work on one project <laughs> if you divide it in three, but like well, it's really, somewhere in the low seventies. <laughs> yeah, you divide it by three. Uh, Everyone has seventy eight. No, no, no. Maybe he had like one twenty nine 
And, but there was one person there with like a 31. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I wrote your, your name on it. I wrote your name on it, and I only missed two letters. <laughs> I just I'm when, I, deaf. when I was reading it, I just started singing that the tune of like the, the with a little help from my friends. Like <laughs> I become a cult leader with a little help from my friends. <laughs> Every cult leader becomes a cult leader with a little help from their friends. <laughs> we all need somebody. I'm the cult of personality. Oh my god, this is like my head. <laughs> Two <laughs> people <laughs> sing <laughs> at the <laughs> same <laughs> time. And one of them's playing living color. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So claim, and then we're gonna. Oh, so what's the truth? What's the? F- oh, did we go through the facts? We. So that was the fact claim. Okay. The so because those were that's what happened is that they did take the test as a team. They did get those answers. The test exists. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. The, but the lies are still that he did it. That he also somehow got a two forty out of it. it. Sounds like Keynesian economics applied to intelligence. <laughs> So Keith later use like he later says that he was in the Guinness Book of World Records really and, yeah. in 1989 as a result <clears throat> of this for having the highest IQ and the third highest ever. And just to give you an example of where that would lie, so Einstein was a 170, Stephen Hawking was a 190, Gary Kasparov, the chess player, was 194, and Marilyn Voss Savant is a 228 and that one's interesting because she actually held the guinness book world record for the highest iq her last name is savant Voss savant yeah is that what it's named like uh, being a savant is that is that named after her like I'm, like maybe like a what i don't i don't it was probably used before then maybe she I changed her name is a very very old <clears throat> term I don't know, like what year? Yeah. Well, anyway, she, real smart lady, uh, fucking who run the world, girls, fucking Beyonce, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't see her come president. Uh, you know what? It's, it's not really like I just worked on this setup for a week. <laughs> it's really problematic that they're not putting Beyonce on top of this. Like she's obviously a two ninety four. Like she, have you seen her dance? Yeah, this she's is, a feminist, you guys. Got a good IQ in that ass. <laughs> yeah, she's that got is... such an advanced brain, she can find Jay-Z attractive. <laughs> um, so Ma- Marilyn Voss Savant, this is interesting because she actually held the highest IQ from 1986 to 1989 in the Guinness Book of World Records. There is literally, I think, one book, which I think Keith faked, that was in, like, came... <laughs> That had his name in it because there's like some somewhere around floating there is an Australian version of the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> that Everything's has fucked up that, and drunk. So first of all, after this, they take this out of the Guinness Book of World Records. That's why Marilyn Vossavant didn't keep getting it is because they oh. just took it. They, I think he just fucked with the whole it's legitimacy Australian, of it. It doesn't count. <laughs> also, the mega test had 27 members bet- before Keith took the test. After he joined. Everyone except for two other people left the group immediately. Well, <laughs> oh, because they were like, "Oh, this is a think tank to change the world." And then Keith gets in. It's like, I don't think he's I the be emperor, part of this group. He's he's the emperor Palpatine of <laughs> intellectual yeah. quotients. Well, I just think he just discredited it so much that they were like, "This guy is ruining." Fuck it, we're not even we're not even thing. smart anymore. <laughs> Fuck this. It's probably kind of a bullshit organization anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking open book test on time. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) 25 of the people left after the first conversation with Keith. (laughs) I got a genius grant because I'm coming up with new and interesting kinds of kombucha. Oh, it's it's interesting. I am uh, German. I am uh, Franz von... I've invented 85 million things. 
That's a pretty long last name. Franz von, I've invented like 85 million things. <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> I'm leaving this group. I can remember his entire bullshit name. I have a 128. <laughs> I'm so smart, dude. All right. So Fucks with me, Mensa. You <laughs> want to, uh, four. you want to, let's, I'm going to do a quick rundown of uh, Keith's girlfriends real quick. Ooh. Hell yeah. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> and you know, because Keith be fucking. <laughs> Inappropriate music, but sure. Mm. Uh, Get Barbara, away, Keith. Barbara Boucher, Gina Hutchinson, Pamka Fritz, Cantor Reiner, Karen Unterreiner. What these bitches want from a... What's his last name? Uh, <laughs> Ranieri. What these bitches want from a Ranieri? He works for Amway. Fuck it. Oh, no. Amway's working for him. These the bitches fuck, were dude? all Amway chicks. I guarantee you. These were Amway bitches because they... This- they listen to bullshit and believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You find an Amway they're, all, they're all working for Amway. They're all doing this. They're oh. All, and they're all is, fucking him. If you can fall for Amway, you can fall for this guy's dick. Karen at one point has like a legitimate job of some sorts, but it's like she's still like going back home to like to the Amway. Home. To the harem. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's a harem. It's officially because it's it's economic Stockholm syndrome. So because uh, yeah, Gina. By the way, in 1989, she finds out that Keith is uh, sleeping with other people. What? Um, How? With a phone call? Like, <laughs> like when they all showed Keith's up to the Amway up? meeting? Well, she gets it's I, she Keith breaks it to her. She doesn't take it well, and she's like kind of hysterical because she was very much in love with him. And then the other women in the group go talk to her. Yeah, and. Tell her to like, look, this is, you know, look, Keith is a genius. He's going to save the world. Like, we just have to, like, make the, do this business thing Side first chick, so that we have the money. Side to chick save unity. The world. Side yes. chick unity. <laughs> Every side chick has to has to has to support the bottom bitch. Uh, uh, it's available on Audible.com. Uh, uh, read "Pimp" by Iceberg Slim uh, because holy shit, uh, this is exactly what this is. I guarantee you. I don't even know anything about Keith Ranieri right now, uh, but I guarantee you, this guy is familiar with pimping. Mm. He be pimping. That is. Yeah. And these are only the ones that we like have record of. And then also he did he it she wasn't a we know of one other woman that he had intercourse with, but not in a relationship. What is going on? <laughs> he are, ra- you, are you gonna tell mm. us that he murdered her? Like why he gets oh, so Oh wait, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> so fact, uh, in nineteen ninety, fi- Keith finally takes a real step toward making a difference, making a better world. Uh, the human potential movement by starting the company Consumers Byline Incorporated, a Ooh. multi-level marketing company, a, <laughs> a.k.a. Pyramid Scheme. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you hear multi-level, it's like, unless it's a video game, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the highest level. I'm a, I'm a level of 111 Valkyrie in Amway. Vanguard, Bob. <laughs> Vanguard. <laughs> It is exactly like Amway. <laughs> it is the exact same thing, um, just even more usury. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, fact, uh, CBI is where his lie factory comes to full force. He's got the uh, 240 IQ. He spoke full sentences at one, three degrees. He's going to change the world. He attracts thousands of people immediately. He's wildly successful, actually. They make <laughs> millions of dollars. Um, well, so- he would gotten crucified at 32. Everybody would remember him as a hero. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, Christianity was a, was a pyramid scheme. Uh, Isn't it, though? And there, 
they okay. they go national like immediately like wow. they're they're everywhere mostly in rural places uh, type of national yes <laughs> um <laughs> fact uh, in 1991 he meets tony natalie who is married right now right now uh but will also become a future girlfriend of keith's uh we're gonna get to her i think in episode three Ooh. um uh, but this is when they meet she thinks he's an absolute idiot at first yeah <laughs> as most people should and and keep that sometimes opinion. you trust your gut you know she uh well yeah it's like oj's wife when she she has a quote uh when she first his first wife when she met him in high school she said well, when i met oj i thought he was a terrible person mm. <laughs> if and she made it out alive yeah yeah because he See, he wasn't even that bad to her because like, she was really, dating if you're grading on a curve yeah well she was dating ac cowlings at the time Oh, yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not. We're not going to do OJ. That's been overdone. I oh, would yeah, love to because I've researched. And we're already that for like doing two, Southern three, California. Yeah. That's true. So uh, she thinks he's an absolute idiot at first. She says, "If you're so smart and have three degrees, why aren't you out there making the world a better place?" And Keith says. With CBI, I am making the world a better place. And she buys it line, hook, line, and sinker. And then he, and then he put on Jeez. the Infinity Gauntlet and snapped. <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet for those that are listening that aren't a nerd like Bob. Um, oh, you mean like the DC. other like 20 million people who... Yeah, you can't be billion. a nerd and like Avengers shit. You yeah, can't be a nerd and like the most popular the, thing in the it's world. It's the, the Joker nickel. movie. It's, yeah, it's the Nickelback of nerd shit. Fuck, yeah, whatever. Yeah, We all know the concept. I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> but you <laughs> saw the Because I was drunk and I was in a very comfortable seat. Uh, Those, that's the one I miss the most about quarantine is that you can't sleep in movie theaters anymore. Mm. No, it's true. But you can sleep in a porno movie theater Burn if you make your there. living room the porno movie theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In which, frankly, it's better appointed than most public porno movie theaters now, because most of those exist in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Uh, R.I.P. Well, they don't have VR in, in porno theaters yet, probably, so. What the it's, fuck? No, no. In, 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 well, no, no, definitely not in Pleasant Prairie. You get harsh reality. <laughs> 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 you know the kind that like while you're coming and like man how many kids does this bitch have yeah. uh, and the, there's the a stars. fraction in that number there's a fraction in it yeah. that bitch looks like she has two and a half kids it's like yeah the impulse in you that wants to like save a stripper from that lifestyle that through <laughs> porn but then you blow your nut you're like yeah it's not worth it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she got those kids for that doing that yeah all that <laughs> empathy just instantly goes away you know <laughs> <laughs> any uh, yeah, any any child support she gets is off of pre-nut uh, uh, <laughs> pre-nut decisions. Yeah. So fact. Oh, I'm gonna get more to the company here in a second, but fact, fact, fact. Uh, at some point in 1993, he approaches one of his idiot employees because he's heard her 12 year old daughter is struggling in school. He tells the mom he'll tutor her for free. He's the smartest man in the world, so she says yes because she's an idiot. Oh, my God. Does he sign his checks, Brazzers? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to do music for this. Should I do porn it music? better be yes. porn music yes, for this. <laughs> if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. <laughs> I'll do anything for an aid, Dr. Ramrod. 
This is from a signed affidavit with the New York State Police. Oh, no. <laughs> I state the following, that on April 27th, 1993, while residing at St. Anne's Institute, I reported that I had engaged in sexual intercourse with a man named Keith Ranieri. Why did the music just build up? <laughs> this occurred when I was approximately 12 to 13 oh years old. Oh, my God. And, and occurred either at Keith's townhouse on 3 Flintlock Lane, Clifton Park, New York, or his business located at Rome Plaza, Clifton Park. Although these incidents did occur at the present time, I do not wish to formally entertain any criminal complaint against Keith Ranieri. I hate that baseline right there! <laughs> God damn it! He took a virginity. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here's I the feel thing. so filthy. If she can't remember which yeah, place it was, that they did that a lot. Well, yeah. That was oh, he that, was tutoring her. I'm so it fucking, was Yeah, he was. I am nauseous. So, yeah, he was tutoring her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ooh. He, he was diddling her. Do you have anything to, so, to make anything feel better, Andre? Yeah, like gonna, a kitten? That was all that was I set this up for this reason. That was all a bummer, but I have a great ending because oh. I found that elevator pitch video. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm hitting the microphone on my head because I feel I deserve it. I found the elevator pitch video from Consumer Byline. Oh, God damn that, it. <laughs> and uh, I thought we'd do a bit of a breakdown because it's so obviously a full of shit pyramid scheme that oh, I don't no. I don't understand how any of this goes. Like how any of this sells <laughs> ever. Yeah, no, it's very confusing. Welcome to the Motley Fool. All right. <laughs> His idea is to arrange for you to combine your purchasing power, everything you buy, with millions of other Americans it's into so one big purchasing family to give us all some clout when it comes to getting a better price. His name is Keith Ranieri. His idea is called Consumer's Byline, and I'd like you to meet this impressive young man. Keith, happy to see you again. Yes, happy to see you too. It's an amazing idea. Yes, well, sometimes it even amazes me. What the? F but Consumers Byline is wonderful, and it's working. By the way, that wasn't a uh, mess up on my computer. That awkward pause was him turning like a robot. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he turned his shoulders to the camera. <laughs> yeah, I agree with it. I think it's a great product too. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm he, Keith Ranieri. He <laughs> looks no, no. He had all the charisma of the guy that goes into the other dude's retirement home to disconnect life support. That's <laughs> that's Keith Ranieri's vibe. I thought you were going to say dad, Data from uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Six and one half dozen of the other. <laughs> I, this, yeah, no, he's like if like 12 weasels got into a human suit and they're almost pulling it off. <laughs> like, do more heroin. It might make us more... <laughs> Natural. <laughs> they, yeah, they didn't have any heroin back then, but yeah. uh, they did have oversized suits. The, the suit Dude, was ten. It, it looked like his suit. Yeah, no, he had like a talking head suit, but like yeah, made of shoulder foam pads of like a eighties ladies suit. Yeah, he looked like Paula Poundstone. Like <laughs> it, it was. Yeah, it was like a. Oh God! Like just everything about it is just like there's no texture to it. If they sprayed him shiny. He would look like he was in that Primus music video for Winona's Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> yeah. It would just be like vinyl, but it, it bent at the same very stiff angle. Yeah. And it would, uh, it, 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 it's like he was wearing body armor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a football. Like uh, He looked like Earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> 
like his neck like was work, skinnier than his shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it was the the shoot the suit should have been baggy on him, but it looked like stuffed. Yeah, and like filled out like a sausage. Well, it, like you know, you guys remember like early middle school when you first learned how to jerk off, and you yeah, had a tube sock. <clears throat> you had a tube sock, right? And you would fucking shoot about 10, 12, 18 loads into that thing, and then it would start standing up by itself. Yeah. What if you made a suit out of that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the suit this guy was wearing. Well, he didn't really have a, a solid father figure, so maybe that's why his suit is. Uh, you know what? He he. There was the suit one, of a think mother one that of the died. Women in the harem would have picked <laughs> out a was, good suit. Oh, honey, for that him. looks amazing. There honey. was so yeah, much. Probably all there was, it's Amber Crombie. Or, there was there was so much cum in that suit. That was the father <laughs> figure. <laughs> It That's was why it was so stiff. It made a, fa- a stiff father figure. <laughs> we don't see his hands, but I imagine that the suit ends about here. I feel like, yeah, like fingers I feel like start. halfway through I the knuckles. I yeah. feel like girls only like dad bod because it's a synonym for father figure. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, that was a long He's walk for that. He's not going anywhere. But, uh, <laughs> All right. so, so a lot of people might be asking, what's that music behind the clip? Well, we like to, to jazz it up around here and... Uh, Really make our sociopaths, serial killers, or whoever we're listening to. More relatable. Yeah. A juxtaposition, really. Humanize them a little because we all have a sociopath within us. (laughs) We could all kill 12 people. Yeah. Most of us won't. All you need is a van and a bus stop. All you need is a van, a bus stop, and not caring if you're going to make rent next month. That's (laughs) pretty much it. I mean, uh, you don't need to worry about rent. You'll have somewhere to stay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would never kill Andre and Mike, but not going to lie, I'd be a little bit entertained to see their insides. Like, I'm just saying. So oh, that's yeah. the I mean, thing I'd want to know how black my lungs are. I, would, I'd be. <laughs> I might cut my own lungs out just to prove to you in your last moments of fleeting life. I'll be like, see, mine are blacker. And then we both die. <laughs> And I go to and I and I go to the afterlife with a fucking smile on my face. Yeah, no, you'd have. I hopefully you have that on me, but I doubt it. Um. And then Mike, <laughs> Mike just looks at us like those suckers. I get to die from diabetes, <laughs> and I get two new buttholes to fuck <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is uh, Keith seems really aware of people's uh, desire to part with their money. Now, when people first hear about consumers' byline, they may think. Buying means automobiles or washing machines. Things that cost a lot of money. You know, those two things. But ask yeah. most Americans, how much money do you spend? They say, all of it. They spend <laughs> all their money. And it's That's not like when people ask me how many beers machines. I drink. <laughs> <laughs> how many beers are you drinking? I'm like, <laughs> all of it? <laughs> all <laughs> the <laughs> beers. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Bob, you're currently dying. Andre, do you, uh, how much money do you spend? All of it? Yeah. Uh, Bob, how much money do you spend? Three, two, one. Negative one. And th- all of it? All of it. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm just asking... trying to come up with the most awkward timing on it. Because <laughs> what it. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, that's the weirdest fucking say, pitch I've ever heard uh, in my all, life. Like, it, it sounded like he had, like, a twitch, and it <laughs> threw him off by a quarter beat. Well, I think that's that thing where, like, he's not, he's, the commercial there is for the people to sign up for the membership, for the discounts and Mm -hmm. stuff. But who he's really speaking to are the affiliates who do the signing up of members and, like, make apparently perpetual money. Level two or three of the pyramid. Those are the people that are like, 
oh, all these idiots below me, they spend all their money. I'm I'm an affiliate, so I'm smart. I'm not getting scammed. Right. <laughs> I spend nearly all my money. <laughs> it's like they didn't even need to change the name from Overseer. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that with lower stakes. I do love that. Do you... um? I have, there's a second have, part to that. No, no, no. The uh, not not the quote, but like, what is it? It's like the fir- like uh, the the person at the top recruits three people, and then that those people recruit three people. But there's like a certain like math line that like at like level twelve or whatever, you would essentially have everyone in the oh, world. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I forget what is that I think, level? I think it's like know? twelve or sixteen. It's, like, or yeah, it's like real quick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh wait oh this is this is how COVID happened. Oh shit. That's why these things work. <laughs> That's how yeah, this COVID, shit works. COVID is the only effective Ponzi scheme. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Diseases always spread. All right. So we have, there's a uh, part two uh, to that fantastic uh, clip. Americans spend all of their money. Um... The average American family spends $6,000 a year on groceries alone. And on things that are sold in supermarkets and drugstores, everyday so purchases, and things like CDs and magazines, cameras and microwave ovens, eyeglasses and disc players. things and services you could buy through Consumers Byline. The very same national brands you see and buy all the time, shopped for and negotiated for by professionals who represent you. If you're a member. He sounds like oh. he's talking to a woman he has handcuffed to a radiator. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Do you know that Americans spend $6,000 at grocery stores, Just pharmacies, washing on, machines? On eyeglasses and microwave ovens. I want to see, see my mother again. <laughs> we, you can see her after we're done. <laughs> Now listen, I have to get this right. I'm about to be on camera in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be on CNN. I'm meeting the guy from, where's, where's he from? Green Acres? Oh, yeah. Eddie I'll Acres, be, I'll Acres, be, or whatever. I'll be right back. I have to go negotiate a furniture deal. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. Tell us more about it, Keith. Call the police. <laughs> you can almost hear the screaming in the background. You know it's a good deal when you can hear the screaming in the background. Mmm. <laughs> sounds like Amway. <laughs> I'm broke! <laughs> it's any, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kid screaming. Of course. <laughs> it's word of mouth, right? Yeah, never forget word of that mouth the, marketing. Never forget that the victim in that bit was 13. <laughs> right. Play the porno music. Or 12. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so this is Keith kind of sort of explaining how it doesn't, how it works, right? But doesn't work. Well, by now you're wondering about three things. Way more than One, that. how much money will it cost to be a member? Two, what kind of commitment do I have to make? And three, how do I know I'm getting the best deal on what I buy? Easy questions with easy answers. Slave labor. One, a base <laughs> annual membership is $44. Dues are $18 a month and a dollar per bank draft. Wow. Two, you bank can draft. cancel any time. No. You only stay a member as long as you want to remain a member. 
if you change your mind at any time, you just do it you without further obligation. No, total obligation. <laughs> Our original vision was to be fair, to be honest, to treat each other no matter how large we grew then as we wanted a family. To, then we wanted to be and one way to do that is to attach no strings. No strings. No as strings. for three, being no sure of the change. best deal, well, we guarantee exclusive low prices or you'll be paid double the difference. No, you won't. You'll <laughs> love Fire Festival. <laughs> That's going to wow. be episode three, but there is a giant crash and burn for this. Awesome. <laughs> kind of while this video is going on, but it was just like too much to slam into one episode, and I just figured that we would just roast this video for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in with that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if... If that sounds too good to be true, does it sound if too good to be true? If you bought this TV set through Consumers Byline Network, and then you discover the same TV next week for, say, $100 less, why, you'll get a check for double the difference. In this case, $200. This even includes any sale or any other service or buying club. You know that when you find the same item that you just purchased cheaper elsewhere, you feel cheated. Well, with a double difference guarantee, there's no reason to ever feel cheated again. This guy has this guy has for sure cut a pussy into a teddy bear. You understand what I'm saying here? The voice is so. But did you catch that though? So the yeah, double difference guarantee is if you if you find a price difference, then they'll pay you twice. They'll just give you money that's twice amount of the price difference back. Yeah. Also, he has come inside of a teddy bear, pulled out his dick, and had cotton on his dick. <laughs> that's, I think, what we really need to tackle first. Right. Now, no man that talks like that doesn't fuck stuffed animals. He's got polyester cotton. Just, just like, like, pee hole. Yeah, he was like 15, went to a carnival, and got really good at ring toss so yeah. he could get his company for the evening <laughs> as a prize. It was a pink teddy bear that had a worried look on its face. That's this guy. Yeah, he had a threesome with his mom that night and, the, and the teddy bear. <clears throat> I mean, you know, the teddy bear eats pussy like it invented it, you know? <laughs> Why do you think it was colored pink? <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, Bobby Bananas here. Yeah, but that's crazy. This is a a crazy company. So, yeah, I'm so into you remember yeah. he said that he there were professionals working on your behalf to ensure that there are yeah trying to get the best deals possible. Yes, professionals getting the best deals. Now, where did all this come from? Why is it working so well? Why are so many people joining us? How am I so successful? Primarily, we made certain promises to ourselves myself, and we kept them. How do I do this? We promised an honest. <laughs> Socially valuable service. This is straight, not my honest house. dealing amongst ourselves, our members, and our vendors. These are not my gullible. We promise to keep it simple. <laughs> no sales professionals or marketing experts to help us get to the public. And most they cost money and would boost the price of memberships. Has to be thought was fair and equitable. There's no professionals. This is a pretty. This is a pretty. <laughs> what was that? This is a pretty. That's a Freudian slip. This is a pretty punk rock uh, uh, Ponzi scheme. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, dude, we don't no solos, bro. Three minutes and out, dude. CBGB's fucking <laughs> pyramid scheme. But he says no professionals are helping them. But they, they but like only ten minutes or, or not even like two it's minutes like, earlier. He's running a Ponzi scheme like a podcast. It's just words. <laughs> he just keeps throwing words out there. Yeah, and, and just, it works. And people buy it. And, I mean, uh, I got five hundred bucks to throw at this. Come on now. 
And, I, think um, I think he had a pretty good idea. <laughs> so this might be a sign of things to come. What we were trying to do and are doing is keep this business just amongst our friends. That's how you heard of us, through a friend. And to this day, although we have over 200,000 members, it's grown by one friend telling another. This without like high the clan. It's almost as if <laughs> This is the Ku Klux Klan pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, that is uh, well, no wonder it was so successful. It runs like the clan and I think we can all agree that it's uh, at the very least a growth industry and recession proof. <laughs> Absolutely recession proof. Fuck, everything's terrible. You I, found out about the Ku Klux Klan through a friend. <laughs> <laughs> he sent you a robe and this videotape to send to a friend. Yes. You get two robes to send to two friends. We send you a robe for yourself. By the way, yeah, Nixium does sashes. So we're, it's. Uh oh. oh they're we're just saving money there. on material. So. No, they're velvet sashes. Uh, ooh. So this velour. is. Oh, the gay clan. Stop it. Sweetie. They're pink. It is soft and rubby. Boot doot. All <laughs> aboard the Nixium train. <laughs> you know how easy it is to just. Wash lube out of velour. It's amazing. Funny you should uh, use the word train in the in this in this ep- episode boop, in boop. these episodes. Oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> so he went to a kindergarten class. <laughs> friends recommending us to friends, and so you already know that one of our principles is fair dealing. We felt that people who became affiliates and recommend us to friends should be rewarded should earn something for their recommendations. Restaurants don't do it, but we do. And we call it word of mouth income. Oh. <laughs> Restaurants have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Restaurants <laughs> don't do this, dude. No. Like, when you go to a restaurant and you buy a meal, they never try to sell you up on anything. <laughs> hey, while you're while I have you here, you mind if we if you yeah. if you buy the next three First meals? Off, there's no restaurant that hasn't done literally every tasteless marketing thing possible. Well, it's like your server coming up to you and make it be like, hey, can you follow us on Instagram and then also tell all of your guests to follow us on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok and have some tequila rosa. <laughs> Wait, is social media the modern Ponzi scheme? Yeah, yes. I never thought of it like that because I don't really use it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a, a terrible place. All right, so we were, uh, we were lucky enough to not just get Keith's bullshit on this we actually got also uh testimonials from people uh oh the the victims <laughs> well they're sort of but they, they, i also don't feel bad for these people no, because no, these yeah, are the they, these are the affiliates they played themselves that are oh making, these are the level two yeah affiliates. they're the ones trying yes. to make money out of nothing but f- remember from what you said earlier 990 out of 999 to 999 out of a thousand don't make any money. Yes, lose so money. These, in fact, <laughs> these affiliates still better than the lotto. <laughs> I, I, still Bob, better you're, odds. You're technically Maybe. no. You're no. You're wrong. Right? No, I guess you're right. Well, no, although the, although you're lotto. giving more money, but even if you bought that amount of money in lotto tickets, I'm not sure you'd have a better chance. I'm not going to defend. Both are really <laughs> stupid. Yeah, like wildly stupid. But one's less expensive. Like if you spend like eighty bucks a month on fucking lotto you'll have a bigger return on this shit but when that's the bar uh, 
I, I hate to tell you as a guy who's only had a comment in his bank account since work stopped. <laughs> uh, so I'm not the biggest, uh, uh, you know, I'm not the motley fool, but I'm a motley fool. No. And so, yeah, point is, yeah, do, do this fucking <laughs> Nexium. Uh, this is a Hillary Clinton uh, nowadays lookalike from back then. Which was That's most of them. <laughs> this is 19 what? There was nothing to sell because what I was really doing was providing the people I cared about with the best opportunity they would ever find to come along in their life, the once in a lifetime opportunity. So I realized what I was really doing was sharing that opportunity with my friends and it was nothing to sell. <laughs> <laughs> sharing that opportunity with my friends who just put me at the kids table for some reason this year. <laughs> I, I fucked my friends out of $15,000. I don't know why they stopped talking to me. <laughs> and then I had the balls to say I'd make the turkey at Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Oh. Did they get even fucking crazier? Play the... Yeah, no, this is, this is one of my favorite series of words ever said. Already, it's enabled me this is, to this have is the best more one. time and to devote... One of my big interests in, in the verification of Noah's Ark is in Turkey, <laughs> and uh, I've never had that opportunity to have that financial freedom that CBI has given for it, and something I can be proud of. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go look for Bigfoot with all my new free time. Thank you, Mr. Trump, for all this COVID money. I'm gonna go fucking hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm gonna get some trap cams. I'm going to get some instant live I'm gonna video go cameras. I'm going to go find that chupacabra that chased me back when I was seven and a half. Oh, you know that was just a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to prove the existence of Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> can't travel there but we're gonna get there don't worry about it you can always tell because they look like mexicans but they say the n-word <laughs> <laughs> like vietnamese <laughs> let's go on safari in the bronx <laughs> i heard uh, that say stomping ground i'm gonna do a call <laughs> no 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 it's europe europe I, I listen to Jesus and Mero. All right. Uh, these Holy are the shit. creepiest pl the parents is, on the planet. This is so good. If we were looking for something that had integrity, this has integrity. And it, at the same time, we're able to be home uh, with our 12-year-old and do the things we want to do with the 12-year-old. Oh, no! the stress level that we had in insurance position. And we're just having an awful lot of fun. Oh, God, that's that's the most, I, I'm going to vomit. That's uh, the most, that's, that, that's that, the most blood-curdling thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> I saw the video, too. I see what those, that guy looked like Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, yeah we're just going to go home and have fun with a 12-year-old. You know, doing so good stuff with a 12-year-old. Yeah, I want to follow up on that guy. I like, actually, I I'm going to go back to that video. They do show his name. I'm going to Google that guy. Ooh. I'll bet you. No, it might be they, a future Blood on the BTK. Sand episode. Dude, no, if, no, if there was uh, if there was high def back then, high definition television, you would have seen the sweat beating <laughs> on his lip as he's talking about having more time to have fun with a 12-year-old. Without all the stress. Our 12-year-old. It's ours. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The, uh, the robotic then, wife. Yeah, yeah the wife is like, 
well, I was never allowed to be a lesbian, but uh, so we made this thing, and so I'm like, well, that's a chick, right? <laughs> well, he gets to fuck it. I just ignore it. <laughs> but I'm Midwestern, and ignoring is my kind of foreplay. <laughs> Make with a bunch a of mashed 12, potatoes and stick my head in it. With a, with a 12-year-old. <laughs> as long as he praises the Lord, oh, I think man. that's all that matters. Oh, it's, oh, that's like no. the number, too. That's like fucking ever. That's when Keith goes off the rails, too, lying about oh, everything. Right. There's a lot of 12-year-old fucking Oh, God. There's, it's so... 12-year-old in Christmas. God damn it. Uh, Andre, this is our second episode. You're trying to get dude, it canceled? All right. I, I'm, I'm about to cancel everything you know in my stomach. Uh, we just we came out on 9-11. Look, he's dead, but we're one last thing. I'm just going to bag on Eddie Albert for a second. Okay. Go for it. I would love for you to join our family. What we are about is getting things that we could not get by ourselves. We help people. We help each other more. have more. You know, the reason that I joined Consumers Byline... It's because it's more than just saving or making money. It's about changing people's lives. <laughs> it's about helping people have more. This Eddie sounds, Albert, you fraud. This sounds like an it, it, this sounds like an Enron infomercial. <laughs> Bob Keen, for only four thousand invest dollars uh, invested into Enron today, you could get forty thousand within six months. Or be indicted. Well, not if what? not if we have a talk with the board. <laughs> you know that there was four credit unions before uh, that. You know that you contact to get your credit credit uh, score. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Enron, when Enron, uh, when the, when that whole thing happened, they took out an entire credit union. Jesus. Now there's only three. There was four. They got it whittled it down to three because I'm of guessing them. if there were twelve, they wouldn't have a good score for me. So I'm not sure. I give <laughs> right. a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it cheaper on ab- apartment applications. Well, yeah, you, you might actually had a better score because Enron is the reason why it fell apart. So see, that just meant that a bunch of people came down to my level of poverty, <laughs> and they didn't, didn't want to admit it. Dude, I've 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 been I've I'm getting free money from the government. You are since. Enron, dude. I'm 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 gaming the system way better than that. I'm paying taxes. The Lehman on. Brothers. This is we're sitting next to the Lehman Brothers. Yeah, no, yeah. we're sitting next to the future. Fucking uh, 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 what's his name? I got a Lehman Dick with a Goldman Sack. <laughs> oh, the Goldman Sack is in hot water now. I know. Um, <laughs> Feels funny. And that's so that's it. So the episodes are going to get way more gross, mostly more legal as far as age of consent goes. Oh, mostly. Um, Play but- the porno music. <laughs> I feel like throughout this entire, any, for the rest of the life of this podcast, this is going to be, we're going to be like, put on the porno music. <laughs> All right, Andre, so, yeah. now say what you just said again. So yeah. uh, that that's that's it for right now. I just wanted to like lay some groundwork for Keith's early life. Yeah. yeah. So the following episodes are going to get way dirtier. Uh, slight. Uh, there's going to be a, a more. Uh, of uh, uh, age of consent is gonna be more. Man, that's a bummer, dude. Oh man! Um, but it still gets super dirty. The people are all mostly despicable. There's a couple of victims that we'll probably have empathy for at some point. Um, but yeah, we're about to get into some really wild shit in the next three episodes. That's why I saved a few things at the end of this. It's about so. to get sexy. 
Wow, and thank you, hey, thank you so much for listening. This has been Blood on the Sand. I'm Michael Johnson. I'm Bob Keen. And that's Andre Hashem. Bob Keen can be found on Instagram at the Bob Keen. And Andre can be found on Instagram at uh, Hashem Comedy. Hashem for Comedy, H A S H E M F O R. Hashem for Comedy. Comedy. I'm the real Mike. So, hey, follow us on Instagram, uh, Blood on the Sand Official. Uh, thanks so uh, so much for listening and uh, groove out to the music, man. Try not to slide off your chairs, ladies. Watch out for those 12-year-olds. Okay, both ladies. Bye.